Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim, coming at you with a guest today who's another member of our community, another proven Amazon course student who's seen some incredible success. He's been in our community for coming up on 20 years, believe it or not. Back before we even had the proven Amazon course, a long time ago, this was a paid membership group. Now, we have a free Facebook group instead. Instead of charging people, we made it free and the group continued to explode and grow. We're up to about 72,000 people in our free Facebook group. But Ray was with us back when it was a paid group. So you're going to hear a little bit of the history of this community, some of the things that he's implemented. He's got a multiple income stream strategy that's working well. He's set to grow tremendously this year. He took a long period of time off working on a software project as he shares today, but he's been with us a long time and he's kind of re-engaging now recently in the past couple of years or so, and he's seeing some incredible results and he's going to share that today. He hasn't made millions of dollars yet, but he's built a business that allows him to make this his full-time income and he's built a great lifestyle around it. So I'd love introducing you to today's guest, Mr. Ray Hunt. Let's jump on the interview. So Ray, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to meet you, my friend. I'm eager to get into your story. Let's go. Yeah. So, you know, I went to college. I uh, was an accounting major. I uh, got my master's in accounting. was super grateful for that business knowledge. But as I uh, started working my way up, you know, the public accounting roadmap kind of ladder, I was like, I don't want to do this long term, right? <laughs> so yeah, I uh, didn't like the busy season hours, all that fun stuff. So I was starting to look for other opportunities, and obviously, e-commerce. You know, I graduated in two thousand, right? So right as e, you know, e-commerce, internet, you know, it was starting to take off, and so I, you know, I just started doing some research at that time, right? That eBay was, you know, the hot topic. Of course. Uh, and so I ran across this guy named Tim Knox who uh, sold on eBay. And I'm like, okay, you know, I was like, I'm just trying to decide how do I learn more about eBay? You know, and he he had a early internet show with a guy named Dan Miller who had a 48 days, you know, created, you know, the book. How do you create, you know, that work that you love? And so kind I of- I was there when Tim and Dan met. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's yeah. how far I go back. I know both those guys. So maybe I'm dating myself here a little bit, right? But so I was like, okay, how do I take this to the next step? And then I, you know, I ran across this guy named Jim Cocker. And I'm like, at the time, right, I lived in Indiana. I was like, oh, well, you know, this guy seems to know what he's talking about. He lives in Indiana. So I was like, you know, it's like purchase local, right? So, I mean, that's when I- I joined your mysilentteam.com website. You know, this is way back in the day. I mean, this is when you're yeah. releasing videos on AdSense websites and you right. Know, yeah, that for those who don't know, but this is before that, well before this podcast started, six plus years. Yeah, ago, uh, it was a we had a membership community, and so you are part of that membership community. Yeah, so you've been around a long time, man. I have, yeah, and so you know, I ended up signing up for coaching fairly early. You know, and I think back then you had one coach, you know, Nathan Bailey. That was Nathan like, was my coach. Yeah. Literally, yeah, he, he, he was, was the guy. only coach we had. Yeah. <laughs> now he manages so, 60 coaches. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I signed I signed up for coaching, you know, met him, went out to, you guys had training out in Las Vegas, went out there, you know, did that. You know, all that to say I did that. And at the time it just wasn't for me. Like I it, it was nothing against the coaching. It was nothing against what was being taught. Like you know, I ended up having, I was, I was learning, but I was just, I just couldn't make eBay work, you know, for me at the time. Like I didn't see the opportunity, couldn't make that work. 
But what that did is that lit a passion for me to just like, I was learning that I love technology. And so through all that, you know, I was able to, to start with an early tech company that was uh, out of Indiana and use my accounting background and a lot of those skills that I was learning, you know, from that community, you know, I was able to, to kind of shut that stuff down. You know, we had, we were having a second kid who was going to have some medical issues. So like the time just wasn't right for a lot of this stuff and it was nothing against the community, right? It was just a purely business decision that I, that I made at the time. And so Still was a part getting your you know newsletters via email you know not really reading them but just kind of perusing them every once in a while, but was able to help you know grow that software company to a pretty significant you know from under a million to about twenty five million dollars one of the key leaders there and I, so I was living in Indiana and you know I was able to move to Colorado uh, we opened up an office out here but we ended up. The founders ended up sending my company, ended up exiting that. And then kind of the next question was like, well, okay, what's next? Like, do I go get another job? Do I, you know, try to see what else? And then, you know, just happened to open, you know, some emails. This is right before COVID, <laughs> you know, and so... Uh, so a pretty good leap forward into the future. We're going from the year 2000 yeah. to about the year... 20. Two 20, years ago. <laughs> 2020. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, you know, so... And obviously, e-commerce has transitioned, right? And, and when yeah. I saw the Amazon opportunity, I was like, okay, I got this. I, I could see the opportunity there. Just had to learn how to do it, right? You know, this is around when Jimmy... I, I'm just excited we were still in your inbox, man. I mean, <laughs> this is a guy that's been on our mailing list for... For a long time. A lot. 22 years, 20, 23 yeah, years, well, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and, and so... And you kind of let's just ignored them for a while, for about two decades. <laughs> I love it, man. This is so cool. No, yeah, right. So, but and so then I was like, okay, you know, but through all that, you know, Nathan and I still stay friends. Like I was in a fantasy football, you know, group with him and his wife. And yeah, you know, yeah. like we just kind of surfacely stayed in contact, you know. So it wasn't like that, you know, like I was completely you know, away from like what was going on, right? Yeah. We still... and, and you and I have, have corresponded before. Not, you know, I'm seeing your name and just kind of, you know, there's a lot of names in this community, but I'm pretty sure in the, when we had the membership site, weren't you just simply Ray Hunt? As, wasn't that just your name in the group? Yeah, yep, yep. And even back then, you know, I don't, I don't know if you still do this, but like as part of the coaching, you used to get your cell phone number, right? And so I've, I've, yeah. I've even called you You've before. had my number since then. Hey, so yeah. that people can verify that that's the same number I've had yeah. forever, right? <laughs> Because yeah, we still do so, that for coaching students. So yeah, okay, yeah. So like, I remember, you know, I was like, I remember the first time calling you were super helpful, and I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I don't know, you know, we'll, we'll see how this worked, and it was it was super encouraging phone call. Awesome. So yeah, all that to talked. say, it's just been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so all that to say, like, I started, you know, full circle. Right. I came back into this, and I was like, okay, I want, I really want to see if I can make this work. I started doing, you know, the the retail arbitrage opportunity, and to be honest, like, I really struggled with it. Like, I. I know some people will have success. I believe the success stories are out there. That was not me. <laughs> you know, like I just, I would go to stores and I, you know, I don't know if it's something that's, you know, everyone says find something unique. Like I swear in Colorado, it's like I couldn't find, you know, maybe I just wasn't searching hard enough, but I, I just wasn't finding, I was finding success, but it taught me the basics of like how to list on Amazon, how to do that. But then, you know, uh, when Rich Potter offered that wholesale course, I signed up for that opportunity last year. And as I was taking that, I was like, it just clicked. I just got it. Like I understood, you know, the value there. Understood what he was saying. You know, using all the software that he used for the research was right up my wheelhouse. Just coming from a tech tech background, and I also have been part of the Legends community. 
And so just to be able to use, you know, that resource and that course, you know, I was, I was you know, last year I was able to grow a wholesale business to about $350,000 of, of revenue last year. And that's tremendous. Still growing it and seeing where it goes from there. Well, what what was your net profit? Because uh, we're talking about 2022 numbers now. And we just wrapped up that year. So it's a good time to kind of revisit the... the yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I knew you were going to ask that question. So I was, I was crunching the numbers. Margin is about 18% with an ROI of about 40%. Nice. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's a great gig. And is, is this your full-time job is, now? You got other is, things going yeah, on? Yeah, it is. Well, so I don't have anything else going right now. I mean, I, d- I have been doing some consulting just with my software experience in the background, but I'm trying to phase that out just to kind of focus on this opportunity. Uh, but one of the great opportunities that has come from that is, one, I've been able to use some of my relationships uh, from my background. And so like, you know, I was reaching out to a CEO that I know of a company and just said, hey, can I sell your stuff on Amazon? You know, I noticed they didn't have a, you know, they had a presence, but it wasn't being monitored. It wasn't being right. taken care of. And they're like, well, actually we want to we don't want you to sell our stuff, but we want to sell our stuff. And we want to know if you're willing to help us Man, do so that. They asked you to manage. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, hey, <laughs> can great. you do this? It was, and so I was looking at the opportunity and I was like, oh, this is a lot of work. Like, I don't, <laughs> I'm a solo man right now, right? Like my wife is helping, my kids are helping as much as possible. But I'm like, this is another level that I'm not quite able to do. So I was able to pass that lead on to, you know, I had met Josh Brickner, uh, Jonathan Brickner, sorry, and, and Jonathan Stover at a Legends conference. And so I was able to make an introduction there. You know, we were able to make a presentation to this company and close them. And so they are managing that piece of the day-to-day work. And like, I'm, you know, I get a, you know, a, an a, override. An override yeah. of that. Yeah. And we we're able to work out a relationship for that. Uh, well, that. let me, let me fill in some gaps because you're, for those who've been in our community for a while, they're following this story beautifully. But for those who are maybe newer around here, I want to make sure we don't leave anyone behind with some of the terminology and things you've mentioned. So you mentioned uh, Rich Potter's wholesale training. You can yep. go to provenwholesalesourcing.com and see what Ray's talking about right now, provenwholesalesourcing.com. But that entire course is one of the modules now included in our collection of modules called the Proven Amazon course. And going way back, even when, Ray, when you first joined, back when this whole community was kind of built around a membership site, and that's when you joined, we've done the same thing for years, which is, hey, if we come up with a good idea, it goes in the membership site. <laughs> like we just keep adding stuff in. That's what we do with the Proven Amazon course. So the Proven Wholesale Sourcing, while it did sell on its own for a while, it's now part of the collection of modules in there. And you described it as being a, a little bit of software skills needed. We use the tool that Rich loves, and he's he built a five or six million dollar annual sale business with this model, and then taught it to the rest of us. And the tool he loves is Smart Scout. You can go to silentgym.com/ss. That's silentgym.com/ss is in Smart Scout. That's where we got a great deal set up with that software. But that's our wholesale data mining strategy. That again, Rich Potter really dialed in. It sounds like you build a beautiful business doing that. He also mentioned Legends. Legends is a separate, it's kind of like a, a smaller group within the bigger group of relationships. You can go to provenamazoncourse.com slash legends and get details on that. We'll stick links to all this in the show notes. But I just didn't want to leave anyone behind as we're dropping names and and uh, software and tools and, and courses and things. And then you mentioned uh, Jonathan Bricker, actually. He's a neighbor of mine. And his podcast episode, not too far from this one in the, in the lineup, he's another guy that 
just jumped in this community, took off. He's doing great things. And we had a good, fun interview here not too long ago on this show. And just shows the power and the benefit of the connections and the relationships in this community and and the things you can do by getting to know some of the good people who are around here. And I love that you mentioned, we call it the PPP model. And I'll give you the microphone back in a minute, but I want to make sure people understand. I got excited there when you mentioned a business was asking you to take over. That's an entire business model in itself. And that was the conversation I had with Jonathan Bricker on his episode. Again, located not too far from this one. You can go back and listen to it if you'd like, but he doesn't really sell on his own Amazon account all that much. He's got his father-in-law's organic salad dressing. You know, they do that, but he's not doing any of the other models we teach. He's helping businesses get set up on Amazon and he's doing it professionally. That's what he does full-time. And there's no reason anyone else couldn't do that too. That's another module in the Proven Amazon course is the PPP, Proven Product Partnering course. It's sold as a separate course, provenproductpartnering.com or as a free module inside the Proven Amazon course. And that's a mouthful, but I didn't want to leave anyone behind. If I don't take the time to do that, you get a bunch of messages from people saying, hey, what was that about? What's that Proven Product Partner? What's PPP? What is that? So now I've given everybody what they need and we can get back into... Uh, your story and kind of how you've built what you've built. And we can go wherever we want from here. What what comes to mind, Ray? Yeah, no, well, I was just going to say also, so I haven't, I transferred that one, but I've also since then been able to bring on another client that I was selling. I was selling their products as well. And they were having a ton of map, you know, minimum advertised pricing violations mm-hmm. on their listings. Other uh, sellers jumping on. Yeah. And they, and they had five approved Amazon sellers of which I was one of them. Mm-hmm. But I was the only one reaching out to them, you know, saying, hey, you know, like, how can I help? You know, can we have a conversation around this? And they, you know, they they knew enough, but not not enough, like to kind of take it to the next level. Well, it, it finally got to the point where I was at, a, I was like, either I'm going to have to sell all this stuff and just move on, or like, is, is there a way for us to take this relationship further? And so that's led, you know, to me actually being able to close them in October, November of last year to I had been selling their stuff, you know, for nine months. So I knew the brand pretty well and the listings were pretty well established. That's allowed me to exclusively take over their account as well. And we're transitioning, you know, kicking everyone else off of you know that Amazon listing, including my selling account, but I'm managing that account under their brand. Right, you know, and, and you know, improving the pictures, improving the listings, and so I was able to take that knowledge, you know, that I got from that, you know, from that first opportunity, and and also bring it in there as well. And so I have, you know, a minimum retainer coming in from that, you know. So right, you know, right now, you know, I'm bringing in three thousand dollars a month just at, at a minimum to manage their listings, and hopefully, we can grow that up to eight thousand dollars next year there That's as well. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah I so all the story because there's so I'm many ways we can in. win. Yeah. As, so, as knowledgeable resellers. Yeah. I know enough to be dangerous, right? So like behind the scenes, like I'll have a meeting and I'll I'll say what I think is right. And then like I'm learning as quickly as possible and you know, trying to learn helium 10 and yeah, you know, all that other all those well, other You've heard me say it for years though. You know, it, it's not a it's not a matter of the knowledge you have in your head, it's the power of the community that you have behind you. Yeah. So you're in a meeting yeah. like that and they're firing questions at you. You take good notes, say, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to research it. I think I might know that one, but let me get back to you. And then you go and you post those questions in front of 70,000 really smart people in our community, exactly in our free Facebook group, right? Because nope. that's what we did. We transitioned that that membership site where everybody was paying monthly. We made it free, turned it off, built a Facebook group. And that's where we all hang out now. And that was the core foundation of the first, I don't know, five, 10,000 people that jumped into our Facebook group was really smart entrepreneurs from around the world 
just hanging out and it's grown from there. Uh, so yeah, you put those questions in front of those people. But the other thing I want to say is just make an observation for people. I love your story, Ray, because you had a little frustration with one of the models, one that a lot of people are doing really well with, but it just didn't yeah. resonate with you. So you shifted a little bit to one of the other modules that we teach around here. And that one took off and it led to other opportunities. But when you're talking to these businesses and these brands, every time you run into opposition, there's opportunity there. That's the beautiful part about this business. So the opposition you saw was, okay, I've got some good products here, a good company I'm working with. They got a good brand. It's going great. Okay, here comes some other sellers. They're not honoring map pricing, minimum advertised pricing that the retailer or that the brand is requesting us to use. They're not doing it. So they're causing problems. I'm going to be a problem solver. Here's the opportunity. You receive some opposition. Here's the opportunity. I'm going to go straight to them and say, hey, I think I might be able to help you solve this problem. So you help them get brand registered. Even if you've never done it before, we can help you. Brand registered. Now they're able to say, hey, this is our brand. We're protecting our trademark. We only want authorized sellers, us selling our own product. They go through the process to get that done. And Amazon pushes back against this because they like to see a bunch of sellers on the listings. That way, customers get the best prices. But if a brand goes through the steps to really protect and dial in, you can eliminate and limit who gets to sell. And that's a cat and mouse game. But the beautiful part of that cat and mouse game is, in the position we're in, we're the middleman that wins either way it goes, right? That's the position we're in. But I would say it's it's been interesting for me because I think these are the two models that I really want to expand upon this year and flavoring in a little bit of online arbitrage, you know, here and there. But I feel like our bread and butter, at least for us as a family and a business, is going to be wholesale and the PPP model. But it's just interesting to be able to see it from both ends, right? Like I, from an Amazon seller, you know, I, I hear the stories of like cease and desist letters. Like, I mean, I got one today, right? <laughs> You know, and if it's and, fake or not, and yeah, calling Jeff Schick is this legitimately well, legal? Yeah. Do I need to worry about this or not? Right. I have him on retainer, so I'm I'm super. You know, be uh, good. I was fretting for a long time whether I do this or not, and I'm like, you know what? For the for the price that he charges per month, I, I mean, a, a coffee a day to help me sleep better at night. It's totally worth that price. That's a great <laughs> marketing tagline. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna give him that like, one if he doesn't hear it. Yeah, so I so can sleep at it, night. It's like it's like we need to just do this because it's like yeah. it's going to help both of us sleep a lot better. Yeah. So those who don't know, we're talking about my good buddy JeffShick.com. The vast majority of his client base is listeners to this podcast episode. He kind of emerged out of this community, and he helps with Amazon policy and legal issues. He's a lawyer, and the beautiful thing about Jeff, just to cut straight to the chase, is for like you just said, a couple bucks a day, you've got someone on retainer now that can help you with anything. And his success rate is like 99.9% with anything you throw at him as far as keeping you from facing any kind of serious consequence, as long as you pay attention to his advice. But I don't know that he's ever lost somebody to permanent suspension. <laughs> so he's just really good. He's he's good at what he does. We'll just leave it at that. But yeah, so when you get into some of this confusing red tape and and some of that, you know, I even kind of, you know, you're an accountant. You, I think you'll appreciate the, what I'm saying here. The complexities of dealing with the IRS are almost job security, whether you like it or not for your account. It's like, yeah, you need an account, man. You can't do that on your own. There's 8 billion pages of IRS code. You're going to need an account. Well, it's kind of like that as being an Amazon seller. It's like the complexity is kind of what protects the opportunity. There's always more to learn. There's always new things that you're going to run into. But the nice thing about being the position we're in again is if a company wants to sell on their own, hey, we can help you. If they're willing to, to let us sell their product, hey, we can help you. Either way, 
we can help. It's like we're on the side of the IRS and the client at the same time, almost like an accountant would be. That's kind of the position we're in as resellers. Uh, So there's always a way to win, always a path forward. And I can tell you this too, Ray, you've been around long enough and you've heard me talk about enough things. You know the word proven actually means something here. After 22 years, whatever it's been, the word proven means something. We got some things coming down the road here in the next few months that are going to get you excited about online arbitrage again. Guarantee it. You're going to be like, okay, PPP, wholesale, (laughs) and OA, because some of this stuff we're doing is just, I just got off a call right before this podcast. I'm still kind of hyped about it. Never seen it before. Let's put it to you this way. The coach on our team who's dialing this up with us started blowing me up a few weeks ago saying, I am finding so many replans with this strategy. I'm using this bot scraping tool that no one's ever used for this purpose before. Just can't possibly ever buy them all. We've got to teach people how to do this. That's, awesome. so that's, that's coming, man. That's good. Yeah, but I was, I was going to say, I've, even from the brand perspective, right? I've seen how having rogue sellers on Amazon listings can impact you know, your price on other websites. And, and that's one of the things that we've been working through. And so I've, I'm able to see it from both sides and kind of, you know, it's not a brand isn't necessarily the big evil guy if just sending out cease and desist letters or IP complaints, right? You just need to make sure you're doing things the right way on Amazon. They've got a traditional sales channel and relationships they have to protect. Yeah. If you've got a brick and mortar and you're selling their widget for 40 bucks and that's the lowest price you're allowed to sell it for, and you see people on Amazon selling it for, you know, 20% off, you call that brand and go, hey, what's the deal, man? I'm getting killed over here. And the traditional brick and mortar retail channels represent for most brands 70 to 80% of their business still, at least. Yeah. Vast majority. So they've got to protect those relationships. That's why they make a big deal about those minimum advertised prices and they can enforce it out there in the real world online. Somehow it gets all messed up and people are buying, you know, bulk closeout, discounted, whatever, and flipping it at half the price where it's still for sale in the traditional brick and mortar. So, but that's the game. But the beautiful part again for us, you know, I wouldn't want to be a retailer with a, with a brick and mortar store. I don't even necessarily want to be the guy that's got a brand right now because everyone's after you. Your brand's winning today. Well, guess what? Tomorrow is probably going to be losing because the competition is, you know, the margin monsters are out there. Anywhere there's margin, there's monsters that want to eat it. But as resellers, we can move quick. We can say, okay, well, that's not that product's not working anymore. All right, I'm over here now. I'm, I'm on this product now, this low-hanging fruit over here. And we just kind of drift around, collect the low-hanging fruit, leaving a trail of very happy customers getting good deals without violating Amazon policy, without violating any brand, you know, rules. It's a great place to be. And you're positioned very well. And I love too from a, an account, you've got an accounting background, just kind of talk through this business model real quick. You know, you, you threw your numbers at me, but I, I can assume yeah. they're fairly accurate because again, you know, that's what you do for a living. Maybe some other business models you've looked at and just put it in perspective for us, if you don't mind. I always like, whenever I meet an accountant, I always like asking them for their perspective, comparing a business model. Yeah. To I, mean, models. I mean, from my standpoint, this is one of the safest business models you can pursue without losing your shirt. <laughs> You know, my neighbor, right? She just acquired the franchise rights for an entire for the entire state of Colorado selling, you know, chicken wings in, in Colorado. And she spent what hundred grand capital investment, right? To you know, all the equipment she's gonna need, the leases, right? I you know, I, I had an acquaintance once who, you know, grew a restaurant chain in, in Indiana and had 
you know, locations everywhere. Well, he ended up selling, you know, his restaurant and at the time thought he made a lot of money. Well, what he didn't realize is that he had personally guaranteed the leases for all those restaurants. And when, when they sold the restaurants that didn't take off the personal guarantee of the leases for those restaurants. Mm-hmm. So when those restaurants started doing bad, guess who all the, you know, those landlords came back to to collect, you know, the payments from yeah. it was him, even though he wasn't part of the business, you know, anymore. Right. So That's like crazy. Yeah. Right. You know, wow. Uh, so, well, I don't know who his lawyer was, but that guy <laughs> needs to be taken to task for sure. Maybe, right. Maybe so. I, I, I don't know what happened after that. But oh, my- that's terrible. I, I, I just, I love stories like that, but I just feel so deeply for that guy. It's like bills on bills. Like, oh, guess what? This little piece of paper on page 87 that you didn't sign yeah. here, that's going to cost you the million dollars you thought you just made. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. So from my standpoint, I mean, this is the best place to be. If you want to try entrepreneurship, you want to, you know, you want to, you know, roll up your sleeves and you want to work hard and you want to learn there's just a lot of opportunity here, you know, and even for me, like when I, you know, I'm a software guy. And so I'm always thinking like, it's a, a software play here, you know, but I've learned for myself as well as like, you know, there's something about physically getting your hands on products every once in a while as yeah. well. And not just some tangible IP, you know, kind of thing. And so I've really enjoyed that from a business perspective. There's just so many different opportunities. You know, like, I mean, even people like Jimmy Smith, right? He started off doing retail arbitrage, but now he's got a successful software company as well. That's right. Like, the door is open to wherever you want to go and what you want to do here. If you, if you work and you do, you know, you ask the right questions and you just, you just kind of, baby steps, right? I mean, if you just take a baby step a day, eventually, you know, you'll be a mile down the road. And I think part of your story too is, you know, you haven't been on stage or in the spotlight, really, but you've been forming relationships behind the scenes and recognizing yeah. the quality of the individuals who kind of step forward in this community. And you've you've formed attachments with them and relationships and friendships. And that every time pays off and brings opportunities. And, and you've tapped into that. I mean, there, there's a reason you've been around here 20 plus years. Yeah. And it's also like, you know, just because it doesn't work today doesn't mean it's not going to work further down the road, right? I'm a testament to that there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep trying, keep testing. And I think kind of what's in between the lines of the way you just described it is there's the risks are so low. Yeah. And you know, stated like, differently, yeah. there's no reason to take big risks. There just isn't. If you're in any kind of model where the risks are big and you're hoping it all works out six months, two years, five years from now, like, okay, God bless you. Good for you. I hope it does work out great, but it's not a necessary thing to be a successful entrepreneur anymore to take those big risks early on. You can wade in nice and slow. Yeah. For me, the biggest risk here, right, is maybe losing five dollars on the item. Right? Testing. Yeah. Yeah. Not losing, you know, a half a million dollars because you bought a, you know, you open up a restaurant and then COVID hit and you had to shut down. Exactly. So yeah, we're constantly testing small. And I would even say the worst case scenario isn't losing the cost of the inventory you bought. If you're doing it following the replen system, especially, you're looking at the history of that product. Your confidence level is extremely high that your worst case scenario is a break-even scenario. Yeah, vast majority of the time. And then your best case scenarios are these incredible return on investment numbers that you know you can't get anywhere else. Uh, scale slowly. And if you're willing to scale slow and learn the system, you're just another more proof that this stuff works. Yeah. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I've got to tell you about a great sponsor who's just joined us. I'm talking about Sellerboard. This is a very 
popular service used by many Amazon sellers in our community because they understand how important it is, how crucial it is to know your numbers. How do you know how profitable you are? All those fees, the different expenses, the cost of goods sold, how do you track it all? Sellerboard is phenomenal. Starting as low as just $15 a month with a two-month trial on top of that, you really need to check these guys out. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Again, silentgym.com slash numbers. It's time to know your numbers. It's an accurate profit analytics software tool just for Amazon sellers. They've been doing this since 2017. It is a really cool tool doing some things that I'm unaware of anyone else doing. So the pricing starts at $15. Like I said, get your two-month trial at silentgym.com slash numbers. And then your best case scenarios are these incredible return on investment numbers that you know you can't get anywhere else. And you scale slowly. And if you're willing to scale slow and learn the system, you're just another more proof that this stuff works. Yeah. Well, yeah, so what else hey, you want to talk about, Ray? Yeah, what well, else is on your mind? You know, one of the things I've, I'm kind of tossing around right now is like, do I get a warehouse, hire mm-hmm. some employees? Mm-hmm. Do I use a prep center? I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, I, I use a prep center right now, but like that model there is always there. And I'm just curious from your from your experience, like, where, you know, where do you land in that discussion? You know, I've I've seen it go good and bad for people going both routes numerous times. I think if you're really in it for the long term, it starts to make some sense. If you can get a really good lease on a really good place and, you know, lock in some friendly terms. And, you know, these are all just math decisions, though. How long are you going to be playing this game? Are you trying to build something you can sell? You know, the more employees you add, the more complexities and commitments, just like your friend who had all these leases. He thought he was doing great. And then he looked at these leases like, oh, no, my name is still on these. And I got a 10-year contract. I got to pay it off now. You know, it, it, and that's not necessarily a problem with the next guy that buys your business. There's a lot of moving parts. So I, my preference, this is just kind of Jim's preferences, keep it small and simple. So you could turn the whole thing off in about a month if you had to. And it keeps right on rocking, making you money. You could hand the keys to someone else if you had to. And it keeps right on making you money. So with that kind of, you know, eliminating yourself and eliminating the red tape and the contracts and the com- complexities, you want the maximum possible potential for profit and growth while the minimum of long-term commitments that would tie you down to being in one physical location or having your name on a lease or, you know, that's the way I process. You know, if, if, if we're going to talk about having a business that fits in my pocket, I can go anywhere in the world anytime I want to. Let's make that a reality. And that means giving someone else a little bit of that margin for the convenience yeah. of having... I don't got any extra keys in my pocket for any buildings that I leasing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I say that being the guy who's got a decent lease on a good piece of property and the guy keeps giving us a good deal. So we keep renewing and we do our own prep and we do the prep for a handful of other people and it's profitable. But if I had to transition that very quickly, I within 30 or 60 days, find other roles for the good people on my team and you know, get them sourcing and shopping maybe from home and, and prepping from home or something and get rid of that lease. So for me, I'd rather see, you know, I look at leaders in our community like Leah or Jessica to put the OAS course together, oasimplified.com, another module inside the Proven Amazon course, but they showed how they sell about six figures a month from home, never seeing or touching their inventory, no warehouse, 
their returns are even being managed by somebody else. We talked about that on a recent podcast episode that hasn't come out yet, but you can say, hey, I want my returns to go over here. And there's a service that sells those for you on eBay. It's awesome. We'll stick a link to that service in the show notes today. But yeah, all kinds of cool things happening out there where you can, for a little bit of your margin, automate, have someone else doing it. And I, I guess the cleanest way to say what I'm trying to say is, the more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. So don't make yourself valuable, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. You, want, you want to be an unnecessary asset. You, you don't want your name on any necessary assets. You want other people doing those things. So if you, out of choice or necessity, vanish for three months, it keeps on rocking. Yeah, and I've, I had a similar thought process. And for now, at least I've landed at you know working with a prep center... And I tend to drift in that direction myself. Okay. But you're giving up margin doing it. Well, I am, but the you know, and I'm also finding it. I ended up going with the local prep center just for you know my personal, at least right now, I'm process that if there's an issue. I want to be able to get down to the warehouse, you know, and at least help solve, which is which has helped me a couple of times. I'm sure that could be solved remotely, right? But this is kind of where I'm at personally. Oh no, uh, local solutions are awesome. You know, when the yeah. phone stops ringing, you're like, what's going on? It's good to jump in the car and get down there and like, oh, okay, death in the family, shut the doors before you. Hey, how can I help? Let me come in and prep my own stuff. All right, cool. It's all right there in the corner, right? I mean, working with people that proximity matters, man, even in the internet age. Yeah, and it's been super helpful. You know, we got hit by the restock limits pretty hard in Q4. Mm -hmm. You know, I went from, you know, let's say I went from like 10,000 units of a storage, you know, down to 2,500 over the course of like, you know, a couple of weeks. And, you know, I, I was starting to purchase based off of those numbers I was seeing for Q4. Mm -hmm. And suddenly I had all this inventory, you know, coming and I'm like, I don't, you know, what do I do with this stuff? And so just, and they are able to ship, but like, you know, they like to ship larger quantities. Well, like, I, you know, I'm waiting for my space to open up and like Amazon's reducing it by 50 units because I'm not using it. And so like, I was able to just say, hey, let me pull some of this stuff, right? And just, I, I can, you know, it's already been prepped. Let me keep it in my garage and just get it out the next day. I understand you've got other client commitments and you may not be able to turn on a dime all yeah. the time, but that is, gave me the option to keep my the value of proximity again. Yeah. And you can yeah. merchant fulfill some of that even if, if Amazon's limiting your space. Hey, I'll, I'll ship it as it sells. If you have to find a neighbor across the street or something, you know, there's yeah. always a creative solution for these things. It sounds to me like you're mostly FBA, but have you done any merchant fulfill as a solution there? I haven't. Honestly, I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to ship stuff. Hey, man, I don't you're want to an ship accountant. One time to Amazon's warehouse. <laughs> so, you are an accountant. Yeah. This, is a, this is a math problem. I mean, I'm having a hard time even prepping the stuff myself. I mean, I, you know, but I mean, like, you know, you got a sweet old lady across the street with an extra room in her basement. You know what I'm saying? There's creative solutions to all these things, and there's money there. If you're not yeah. merchant fulfilling because you've run out of space, there's creative ways around that that don't inconvenience you. They just put more money in your pocket. Yeah. My son wanted a gaming laptop. You know, and so how did he earn his money by prepping some, you know, I, pay, I paid him the fee to, you know, I was like, I know what I pay my preps and I'll pay you this, you know, to kind of help encourage him to kind of mm -hmm. work and get that going there as oh, well. I mean, you know what I'm talking about with Merchant Fulfill though, right? Oh, I do. Yeah. I just, I don't want to. I, yeah. I mean, you know, just for the listener's sake. So they're super clear on this point. Cause I think this is a good, this is a good discussion. I've been having this with a good number of Amazon sellers lately too. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the conversations I used to have with, uh, with eBay sellers back in the day on a different topic, but it's like the solution's right under your nose and you're like, ah, I don't really like it. It's just, it's a math decision. So here we go. 
Amazon has told you, you only have X amount of space in our warehouse. So you hit X and you stay right up against it and you're hoping for more space and you think that's your cap. Well, no, that doesn't have to be your cap. If you can ship products to customers yourself as they order them, you can merchant fulfill instead of using FBA. So the next thing is, well, I don't want to have a lot of stuff in my house and boxes and tail. I'm trying to get away from all that. Okay, well, the little old lady with some spare time and willing to do that stuff for you is just as good as an Amazon prep center, probably better as far as you being able to keep track of your inventory and, and get it out on time. So your orders trickle in 5, 10, 15, 30 orders a day. You got two or three neighbors packing and shipping boxes as, a, as their business, a teenage kid that comes to your garage or, you know, there's creative strategies to make uh -huh. sure that you continue meeting the demand customers have, even if Amazon doesn't have the storage space for you. That's what I'm saying. And it doesn't have to be you. And it's no new inconvenience on you once the system's set up, which takes a couple days if you got the right person. You don't need a warehouse, don't need a prep center. It doesn't have to be your garage. You with me? That's what I'm trying yeah, to say. No, yeah, sorry, I was I was going back to FBA. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying about merchant fulfilled. So yeah, it's something to explore because there's no cap on that. Yeah, yeah, no, I... I probably should look into it. Oh, you definitely should. I just put $100,000 in your pocket over the next couple of years if, you're, <laughs> if, you, if you go out and do about a week's worth of work on what I just said, for sure. With the, with the if, if you're hitting, because how often are you hitting that cap where Amazon's saying no more? Oh, I'm... Constantly, I'm, right? there, I'm there every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have an order that I'm placing today that's going to put me within 10 units of my cap again. That I'll, I'll say it to you differently. So, an, so an accountant kind of like gets motivated and can't sleep tonight, right? <laughs> it's like if you're turning ten dollar bills into twenty dollar bills, and Amazon's saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's all the ten dollar bills we can take right now. That's all the inventory we can take right now." I'm giving you a way to say, "Okay, you can keep right on rocking without Amazon. No extra yeah. inconvenience in your life. You just you order more product. You just need to have somewhere to land besides your kitchen table, so your wife's not mad." That's no. the only problem you're trying to solve right now. And there's a lot of creative solutions to that locally, again, where you can maintain control. And maybe it's not your prep center. They don't want a merchant fulfill. But again, friends, neighbors, teenage kid comes to your garage, whatever. There's creative solutions there. Yeah. One of the things that did ha happen for us is we hit our cap on our standard. We actually hit our cap on apparel as well. We, we sell you know a lot of women's accessories that kind of fall within that apparel space but like all of a sudden i saw the shoe bracket and i'm like you know it's zero so like we are in negotiations with a smaller shoe brand you know they've approved us to be able to sell their stuff and so like i i never would have even thought about going into that you know had had this not happened in, in q4 and you know it's like i'm a little hesitant about selling shoes especially with the variations but like we're just kind of tread lightly into it and just see what it does for us there as well yeah. Another example of opposition kind of driving us into opportunity. All yeah. these, that's why I think it's so valuable to keep a, a business journal and to write down these, you know, especially when you feel like you're facing kind of a mountain or a confusing or difficult decision and you kind of write down and process through and you make a decision every time you look back over your shoulder, it's just a few weeks or especially months or a couple of years later, like, wow, I made a mountain out of that thing. And it was just so crazy. And I ended up doing the right thing. Or I learned a lesson. You know, I focus on the lesson instead of the loss. And I learned a valuable lesson there. But those journals can be uh, very powerful because, you know, I, I help sellers process these decisions constantly. And it's always fun for me to just drop a couple of nuggets that, you know, a little two or three point degree shift to the right. And suddenly, hey, there's another income stream, five, $10,000 a month income stream, no new work for the, you know, it's yeah. easier to help people who have momentum and the people who are kind of skeptical to start and they have a thousand really, you know, 
the wrong questions and they haven't convinced themselves yet. Those are harder people to work with, but you've got great momentum, great relationships, contacts. You can pivot easily. You've been doing this a long time. There's a lot of ways you can go to really grow as I'm sure you know. Yeah. Yeah. So another question I have for you, you know, I've been to the ASD trade show way yeah. back in the day when, you know, when, the, you know, is it still a valuable show to go to? Is it something like I'm, I'm going to Orlando market next week, but like, I'm just trying to prioritize what trade shows that I, I hit yeah, up. You know, I would say a trade show is a great investment. If you go in knowing why you're there, just about any trade show is assuming they've got products that they're looking for people to sell more of. And one of the strategies I think you should use, no matter what trade show you go to, ASD or any of the other ones, they're all the same to me. It's just a matter of how many vendors are there that potentially have products that could be sold online. I ask them, do you guys allow Amazon sellers? They'll either say yes or no, adamantly. <laughs> like me, well, you know, it's something we've been thinking about. Most of them have already thought about it at this point. The ones that are kind of thinking about it, assume it's a yes and just proceed. If they say yes, you're like, hey, okay, I'd love to get a full catalog of all your stuff. I mean, I love what you guys have brought here today, but I'm assuming you guys have a pretty good list of products. Could I get that on a spreadsheet? You know, it, then you do a replen search and you just see, is there something there or not? Take you a few minutes, give it to your virtual assistant or do it yourself and just see. There's potentially start digging in, building a relationship. If they say no, like, hey, great to meet you, walk away. Or they say, is there a reason you don't? Are you looking, you know, how are you guys doing on Amazon? I'm just curious. I'm not going to, I'm not looking to sell your stuff. I'm just curious. How's it going for you on Amazon? And they may say, man, we just got all these resellers and map pricing has been a mess and blah, blah, blah. We really just, we tried to hire someone to manage it for us. And we just wish Amazon would go away. Well, they're basically saying, hey, would you be a, a PPP consultant for us? They just don't know that's what they're saying. Yeah. So you can have those conversations if you want to. Or you can just kind of swing through and grab the low-hanging fruit saying, hey, can I get your product list? And then go back and do replen style searches, research the way we teach in the Proven Amazon course. You know, does this have some momentum? Could I jump in alongside these other sellers, make some good money? You know, look for those underserved listings as we call them. But yeah, always time well spent to get in front of people who have products that they're trying to sell more of. Always time well spent from my vantage point. Yeah. And you'll find more business than you know what to do with. And you'll probably walk away with 50 leads. I'm like, okay, I got to narrow this down to like the five or seven that I'm most excited about. That's all I got time to think of right now. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> you really are like, you know, you're a, you're a glass of fresh, cool water walking into a desert. Like who wants some? You know, everybody needs what you've got. That's the vantage point I have. And that's been my experience. I mean, I went to a trade show this past summer and I was just, I was exhausted in three or four hours from all the people like, I just said, hey, I'm, I'm the Amazon guy. They didn't know me. They've never heard of this podcast. I just said, hey, I'm the guy who knows how to sell things online, specializing in Amazon, part of a really large community. That's really all we do. Like, wow, could I call you sometime? I have so many questions. I'm like, I can help you right now if you want. And just like, bam, 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 bam. Everybody out there needs what we've got. And uh, if you can build relationships around that, absolutely. ASD or any other trade show, go for yeah. it. And get used to using that powerful tool that your mouth communicate share here's the idea here's who i am here's what i do speak it with confidence people aren't going to ask for your business card your credential your college degree they don't care you're the guy that knows how to sell on amazon i'm putting you in my contact list right now that's the experience you're going to have unless they think you're just another amazon seller that wants to kind of pillage their list you know and yeah. drop the prices into the basement don't be that guy be the relationship guy yeah so you mentioned confidence and i feel like that's something i struggle with Right at times, especially at trade shows, or even talking through that, 
I'm just kind of curious, how do you build up those confidence and muscles or like what other characteristics are you seeing in successful sellers, you know, that, hmm. you know, people need to learn or what, what are the soft skills people need to learn besides just the physical side of Amazon? Man, that's great. The, and these are passionate, passionate topics for me. I, I've done a lot of episodes where we, I can tend to drift way too long and I keep myself really short here, but you're saying confidence with an F, right? Not competence. Confidence. Yeah. Confidence with an F. Okay. Yeah. Making sure. Here's perhaps the greatest confidence builder, anyone who's listened to more than say five podcast episodes of this show, and you've certainly qualified, you've been around for a couple decades. So to me, there's a part of me that to, when I hear you say that, Ray, that, that kind of laughs a little bit. Really? You've been doing this for 20 years and you lack confidence? I mean, the perspective I have is if you've been doing this for more than five minutes, you know more than 95% of the people out there. So Mr. Ray Hunt, you've got a master's degree in all things e-commerce at this point that puts you in the elite top fraction of a percent of those who are interested in e-commerce and you lack confidence, it illustrates a couple of really cool points. One of them is I lack a ton of confidence too. I've been doing this forever. You know, There's very few people that have been doing it half as long as I have, very few. And I still lack confidence because I know how expansive this is. There's new things to learn every day. So be confident in this. There's always more to learn, but be confident in, the, confident in this as well. You're in a community of 70 plus thousand people who live, eat, breathe, sleep, and try new ideas constantly and share openly what they've learned. There isn't a question you will encounter in these conversations that you can't come back to this group and get five or six creative solutions. Nothing. You know, Nathan yeah. and I started joking. That's our coaching director now of 60 coaches who, who coached you. He was our only coach at the time back in the day when you started in this community. And many occasions, we started noticing this a few years in. You know, I'm talking conversations we had 15 years ago because he's been with me 18 years, 19 years now. So that must have been about when you came on. But every challenge we would encounter, we made it a challenge for ourselves to come up with at least five solutions. And if we hadn't come up with five solutions after brainstorming, we weren't trying hard enough. It didn't matter what it was. In any business or e-commerce question, it came like, okay, the first two or three answers come easy. Let's dig deeper. Okay, I just thought of another creative solution. Oh, I just thought of someone I haven't thought of in a long time. Quite often, the solutions are a person, person that you know, connection you have. I think this guy was working on a project, something like that. Let's reach out to him, see what he knows. Right. So a lot of times your solution list is just a list of names of people. So let that be the source of confidence, not what's in your head or your ability to quote statistics eloquently on demand in front of a, with a spotlight on you in front of a thousand people. Like you don't need that kind of confidence. You just need to be able to say a simple phrase like, I'm part of a community of tens of thousands of people that have been living, eating, breathing e commerce for 20 years. Like those are some of the best friends I have. If we can't figure it out, there's literally no way anyone else will be able to. That comes across as a pretty confident statement. Yeah. Right? And, and, and it's no longer about you and your knowledge. And then, you know, for some people, just even speaking to others is the challenge. And for people who have that, I'm not saying that's your challenge, Ray, but for people who do struggle with that, I say read out loud. That's a tip from Rabbi Daniel Lapp and a good friend of mine who talks about leadership and the most valuable tool you have as a leader is your mouth. Use it. Use it more. Read to yourself out loud. Read great speeches. Read great orators who have delivered important messages. Read good books, but just read them out loud. And that will really develop your ability to verbally communicate. 
and be confident in those moments when you, know, you feel like, okay, I've I got to perform here, even though no one cares in the moment. You know, as long as you're not looking at your shoes and kind of drifting back and forth and like, you know, nervous schoolgirl giving her first speech in front of her class, kind of, you don't want to do that. Just, you know, your stuff. You've been doing this a long time. Tell them what you know, tell them what you don't know. Let's connect soon and get on Zoom and talk this through. You know, don't make it rocket science. Does any of that help? That's the thoughts that come to mind for me. And I could go all day on that. Topic. Well, yeah, that, that is helpful. You know, I think it's also just getting used to being told no, right? It's just get being rejected or, you know. It's just, Absolutely. You to... That's a vital skill. And I forget to mention that one because I've gotten so good at it. But, you know, I sold software for Microsoft for seven, eight years before I jumped into e-commerce 20 years ago. So hearing no is a gift, it's a gift. You've just saved both of us so much time. Yeah. Because you know, sales is about helping people with solutions that are really going to improve their life. And if they're not a candidate for that, then let's move on quickly. Let's get to know as fast as we can. That's a good thing. And we're still friends. And there may be a yes somewhere else later. But yeah, but for some reason, our culture has told us that you know, turning down a salesperson is a moment of shame for the salesperson. No, it just this wasn't a good fit. We were just exploring if it was or not. You're solving people's problems. And if your solution doesn't solve one of their problems, then there's something else we could talk about right now and still be friends. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's all sales is, solving people's problems. Some people have the problem, some people don't. The only way for us to find out is to talk about it. Yeah. And I've also learned, you know, it's like, you know, let's say I send 10 emails, you know, I got to get nine no's before I get that one yes, you know, and so I'd rather get my nine no's. <laughs> Out of the way, yeah, so I can get it becomes a num- bit of a numbers game. I mean, you be- that sounds like the wholesale, you know, strategies yeah. you learn from Rich Potter, proven wholesale sourcing. That module yeah. that's in the proven Amazon course. Yeah, you're going to get some rejections in the form of people don't respond or they flat out say no. But no harm done. Ask. Yeah, the number of great business models that have popped up out of this community just because person A had a random conversation with person B and asked a few questions and then it took off to the races. We really are in a new frontier where opportunity is everywhere. So the only way to mess it up is just kind of sit back and wait for things to happen. Get out there, ask questions, have conversations. Um, that's why people swear by our live events too. Have you been to one of our live events yet? I haven't. You know, I, I every year it comes up, I'm like, I need to do it. And July 6th through 8th, man. You got to I have be four kids. So yeah, I used to yeah. travel a lot for work and was gone sure. every... So like I, t- I take my travel you know, very seriously nowadays. Right. Right. Well, if if I got you in completely free this year for being a guest, would you? Could, would that be tempting? Maybe save you I'll, guys some I'll, cash. I'll take you up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's get you there because I think you will really enjoy hanging out with this community and wonder why you hadn't started doing it eleven years ago when we started doing yeah, this every year. Right. <laughs> yeah. So awesome. yeah, hit me up when you see the tickets go on sale. But theprovenconference.com, July sixth through eighth is the dates. We'll have the city announced soon. And uh, I'll get you and whoever from your family, you know, bring the, bring the whole crew. It's actually in a decent part of uh, an area where you guys could have a good time too and some stuff so, to do. So, okay. Appreciate how old, it. How old are your kids? 13, 10, 8, and 5. Yeah. You guys are a few years, few years behind me, man. My year yeah. oldest is a couple of years younger than my youngest, but having business at home and dad at home and doing business under the same roof, man, I'll just tell you. We've benefited in so many ways from raising our crew of five. Yeah. That way, homeschooling, e-commerce, entrepreneurship, just everyday part of our language and, and lifestyle. Yeah. Beautiful, man. That's good to hear. 
Well, what else you want to talk about? What else is on your mind? Any other any other questions we can dive into? It's been a great episode, man. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think we have it for now, right? I'm sure something will come up, but I I know I can know how to reach out if and when that happens. Yeah, you've got my cell phone from. 19 years ago and you got it still today so yeah and feel free to reach out it really was good connecting with you again ray i appreciate it thank you thank you sir well i'm going to talk to the listening audience as we wrap this one up today you've heard me say many times that i've been doing this a long time well ray is proof now if you ever doubted me here's a guy that's been around a while hopefully you enjoyed hanging out with ray and i as much as i enjoyed hanging out with my friend and it's just good to connect him with the good people of this community maybe you're thinking about being on this podcast. You've had some success implementing the stuff that we teach around here. I'd love to hear from you. We can keep you anonymous if you want. So people have jobs and that sort of thing. And you don't want your name or face out there. That's okay. We can use first name only, audio only. But we'd love to hear your story because as I'm sure you've benefited from different podcast episodes, if you've listened to a handful, you start to notice you really resonate with some people. And your story could change someone's life just by sharing the experiences you've had the failures, the successes, the challenges. We'd love to hear from you. So please reach out. All the contact information is at silentgym.com. Jump over there, get into our free Facebook group if you're not in there yet. If this is the first podcast episode you've ever listened to from our team, you really need to get over to silentgym.com and scroll through, check out 5, 10, 15 episodes. If you're not hooked by then, maybe this community isn't for you, but just a bunch of really good people telling their stories, building real businesses, And we all have one thing in common. We love to use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income. That's what we talk about around here. So until next time, thank you for joining us. Ray, you did a great job one last time. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, sir. And on behalf of the entire team, God bless the business building warriors out there. We'll have another great episode for you very soon. Hey, thanks for hanging out today. Before I let you go, one short reminder. We are so grateful to our new sponsor to this program, Seller Board. If you haven't checked them out yet, get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. This is the software that tells you if you're profitable or not. It helps you track all of your expenses, your KPIs, sales, refunds, advertising costs, all of it. Profit, loss. This is tremendous software that fills a gap in the marketplace. Many successful sellers in our community are using this tool to help them know which of their products are profitable and which ones aren't. You'll love Sellerboard for just $15 a month starting. You can really dial in and know how your business is doing. SilentGym.com slash numbers. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.